Well, I always like to say from the grapevine, but frankly, I have no idea where he is right now. Maybe he'll tell us. He's the one, the only, the uh, greatest kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. That's how we introduce him, and his name is Jay Buxbaum. Is your location to be revealed today, or this is going to remain of a course, secret? I, if you... I'll give you a hint. If anybody could figure this out, you know, I just found out about it this morning myself from my wife. It's the state or city in the country that has the worst air quality today. The worst air quality. <laughs> today. What do you mean today? I mean, she tells my Brenda, my wonderful darling wife, said, Jay, be careful, stay inside. It's got the worst air quality today in the whole country. How did someone even know that? I guess you Google it. I don't know. Anyway, are you staying indoors the entire day now? No. <laughs> I'm not. So where are you? I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Big wine show there last night? Big wine show. Um... Yeah. You serious? There was a big wine show there last night? Yes. Rockworn Hebrew Academy or something. Very, very high end. You know, uh, we had 400 people. Um, it was just, just really, really, really amazing. Well, there you go. Um, well, I have a surprise for you. We have um, somebody in our studio who knows a little bit about Israeli wine. How do you like that? Well, the, the, the people in Israel that know the most or really... Some argue is the, literally the Chateau Margaux of Israel. There's only one person that I know of, or one family that I know of that is that. And that would be? That would be Ilana Ben-Zaken. Ilana <laughs> Ben-Zaken ben 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 is here in our studio, everybody. Are you and kidding me? Hi. I don't believe it. I no. guess Hi, right. Jay. <laughs> don't sound too surprised, Jay. Ilana is here, and she is from Domaine du Castel Winery. Many of us know it just as Castel Winery in Israel. Shalom, shalom. Welcome to JMVM. Shalom, shalom. Very happy to be here. Excited. Jay, how would you describe Castel? Is this uh, a boutique winery? Is there another uh, term to use for them? How would you describe it to our listeners? Yes, it is a boutique winery. We we like to use the worm, uh, the worm, the term <laughs> a small estate. A small state or small chateau winery. Um, Castel really uh, started the revolution of fine small uh, small wineries in Israel, especially for the area known as the Judean Hills. Uh, kind of, it's like you know you could you could compare the Galilee or the Golan Heights to Napa Valley, right. and I would compare the Judean Hills to more like Bordeaux. How did this all start? How did your uh, family get involved in the world of kosher wine? So uh, it started when we had um, a restaurant uh, for uh, 20 years. And, um, in what city? In Jerusalem, mm. Mamma Mia. It was a very famous uh, Italian restaurant. And uh, in those times, we had only um, uh, Carmel uh, wines, and then uh, Yarden started. And uh, my father was very fascinated about it. He said that... Um, he, he wanted to try, you know, to make uh, a, good, um, a good wine in Israel. And in the beginning, it started as a hobby. He planted um, a very small plot of, uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> of grapes uh, near the house. And, uh, he took the challenge very seriously. He, yeah. he went out there and grew the grapes. <laughs> yeah, and actually, he was the first that um, planted uh, vines in uh, the Judean Hills uh, since uh, uh, 5,000 years 
ago. He was the first. Yeah, he was the first. Because now it's much more common, yeah, right? Yeah, now it's uh, more common, but he was the first that planted the uh, vineyards in the Judean Hills. What was the first? Revived. What was the first wine he produced? So the first wine was uh, uh, vintage uh, 92. He planted in 89. Uh, 92 was the first uh, harvest, and it was uh, Merlot and Cabernet. Under uh, the name Castel? Yeah. From the beginning, the label didn't change uh, much uh, since then. It was very serious about it. How was that first wine? It was very good. It was from the beginning, it was a very, very nice wine. And uh, one of the basils uh, of this wine arrived to Serena Southcliffe, which is a master of wine in uh, Sotheby's, England. Um, and uh, she wrote him a fax. Uh, those days uh, there wasn't uh, any emails. And she said <laughs> it's the, f the, the best wine I had from Israel. And the winemakers in Israel should uh, learn from him how to make wine. And wow. since then, you know, it's God telling him uh, <laughs> you're doing well. And uh, it's became a business. Ilana Ben Zaken is here. When did uh, the Castel wines start becoming available in the United States? Um, first, have. Yeah, uh, first vintage that was kosher was, uh, part of it was kosher in uh, 2002, and in 2003 all the winery became uh, kosher. And now you produce how many different wines? Now we produce um, um, four wines and another two that uh, we are launching uh, in, in the state uh, next year. All right, and those four are available here? Yeah, the four is uh, available in the state, Grand Vin, Petit Castel, C. And uh, uh, what kind of impact did this uh, label make in the U.S. in terms of kosher wines, Jay? It, it was amazing. It really was a sea change. Uh, really, you know, until then, the only high-end wine you could get from Israel was from the Golan Heights, from uh, Yarden and, and their other brands. And this really totally revolutionized. I think that they inspired... So many now that you know, when they first started, even in 2002, there was something like 60 or 70 wineries, uh, small boutique wineries in Israel, even less perhaps, and most of them were not certified kosher. Right. Now there are over 300 wineries. Of course, most of them are small, but it's I think, and and about half of them now are not from the Golan Heights, where you know the original best wines quote-unquote, came from. Most of them are now coming from the Judean Hills, especially the new ones, you know, the Yellow Valley area, the, um, the uh, Binyamin area, which is not Binyamina, but the Binyamin area, um, all around the Judean Hills, all along Route 1, right outside of Jerusalem, on the way north, both on the right and the left, Flam, etc. These were all inspired by Ellie and, and Ilana's family. And what? Uh, you know, we they all they all own all owe a great tribute to them, and certainly we as wine consumers. And it's even more than that. The wine consumers, because uh, of their capability to buy really great wines, have started drinking more of them and more right. of them from Israel. Right. So you know, it's it's just been a great ride, and and of course, uh, consistently. What's interesting about that is also that most of the wineries. The small wineries are experimenting still today, are experimenting with new wines all the time, new blends all the time. The consistency of Castel has been there since the day they opened their doors, since the first vintage. And you can tell by tasting it. You know, I'm 
you call me the, the world's greatest coach or something. I don't know about that, but I, I know my wines. But even so, we have <laughs> over 400 wines. There's only approximately four or five that I can absolutely identify totally blind. Two of them are Ilana's, and she knows this. Which two? So, which is the, the Castel C, which is a magnificent Chardonnay, magnificent, and the Grand Vin which is so consistent and so clearly identifiable, it's literally like the great first growth of Bordeaux. Um, but it comes from Israel. Back to the other point for a second, Ilana. I, I know how business people feel generally or have mixed feelings when it comes to competition, but it must be amazing to you and your father that people like Jay and others recognize you as the leader in this whole Revolution. I mean, you go back to the early 90s, nobody's doing this, and now, as Jay pointed out, hundreds are doing it. Yeah, it's very flattering. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very flattering. Uh, but I think now, now we have really uh, a lot of good wines in Israel, and, and it's good. I mean, uh, the revolution did something, you know. We, we led it, maybe, and, uh, and we are very happy that uh, we have uh, so many nice and good wineries now in Israel. What would you like American consumers to know about your wine, aside from the fact that it's available and they should buy it? And, you know, after this conversation, it's another conversation where I'm going to say to Jay, I can't believe more and more people are not buying Israeli wine because there's just nothing missing from the landscape. You know, anything that they're looking for in terms of quality is, is there. But what, what about your wine would you like the consumers here on this side of the world to know about? A certain, I don't know. Texture, quality. Um, um, we are. We are we, listen, um, we are doing our best. I think uh, we didn't do uh, yet the the best wine we can. We are improving all the time. <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, so that's the message. For, the, yeah, the best yeah, is for, yet to come. Yeah, huh? exactly. <laughs> From vintage to vintage, uh, we are um, you know trying to to figure out and to. To make better, and uh, we didn't finish yet. I mean, uh, it's not it's not the end. You know, Jay, this is a point that you've made a million times that uh, you, you never want people to think that the Israeli wines are are stopping in terms of in terms of progress, uh, right. because uh, th there is an effort on the part of so many, including Ilana and her family, to continue to improve things. And this is one of the messages you give to everybody who's uh, you know buying kosher wines around the country. I've been on this with the Wine Spectator, with uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, even the Wall Street Journal. And that is is that just like, and it's crazy that you can make this comparison, but you can. Just like Israel is at the cutting edge of technology, you'd think that with wines, it's kind of like, okay, we found what we need, we know how to do it, great, we're going to do it. No, Ilana's dad just established a brand new facility across the road from where they were earlier it's two two or three times the size but the technology the grapes continue to be honed and made sure that it comes from the exact vineyards that they needed from and exactly the way they want to harvest it and and prune it etc and also the technology that they're putting in the kind of tanks and equipment and um you know temperature control just continues to improve year after year after year. Uh, their techniques, I, I, you know, I'm not sure about that, but Ilana can speak more to that. But what's that's so exciting about Israelis, especially Ilana and, his, and her family, you'd think that they are literally considered the best Israel has to offer, and they go, okay, that's good, we're good. No, 
every year, every day, they they go out into the vineyards and into the winery and try to improve what on what they did the year before and the day before. Well, there you go. That's that's a pretty big compliment, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, uh, we invested a lot of money in new machinery, in uh, a new uh, um, sorting machines, in. Um, you know, all, all the machinery is new now in the winery. It's the, the last, um, you know, that we have uh, in, in the market. And, right. and, yeah, we are doing a lot of efforts. Now, now the main issue is the, is the vineyards, to understand um, more what's going on in the vineyards. What is the most tedious part of the whole process? What is the, what, you know, what's the most frustrating part of making wine? What is that it's a long w- process. It is very long, and it doesn't <laughs> and, al- and it doesn't always end up the way you want it to, right? Exactly. Yeah. And how's, the, how's the most recent vintage? Uh, Satisfactory to yeah, you or not? Yeah, Grand Vin uh, 2013. What was, was the great. last disappointing vintage? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or there hasn't uh, been one in a long you know time. We don't have. I think maybe 2010 was uh, very challenging because it was a very warm year and. Uh, and it it was really a vintage year, um, a winemaker wi- uh, right. year, because it was very difficult. But um, I think our wines are very consistent. The differences between vintages are not very big, right. you know. Uh, and the last one, the Grand Vin uh, 2013, was uh, pointed, uh, uh, rated by Robert Parker, 94 points. That it was. Uh, and for people highest, who know those statistics, that's amazing. Had, yeah. And, uh, so, right, just like you've cited that, that Jay, you've cited that on the air for us, right? That was the one you told us about. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just like just like Castell is known as the perhaps the best winery out of Israel, Robert Parker is by far considered the best wine critic or the most influential wine critic in the world, let alone America. All right, we have a. If he gives a wine in '94, it's pretty freaking amazing. Uh, that, that's uh, that's for sure. A uh, couple of minutes left, and I want you to introduce Jay, our guest who just walked in. Josh Greenstein is here. You want to give us a word on who Josh is before we uh, speak them on the air? About five years ago, we decided that it was, or it was decided that it was very important to focus on Israeli wines as a group, and Josh is the head of our Israeli wine portfolio. Boy, do you have a great job. Josh, well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. You? I say you have a great job because the one of the things we try to do here constantly is bridge the gap between Israel and Jews in the diaspora, and you have such an important role. You have an incredible product that helps bridge that gap between Israel and the rest of the world. It, it's amazing. When you, have a good, when you have a good product, it just makes your job that much easier to be able to go around and work with great people like Ilana and her family and you know, tell their story. That, that's what I like to do. I'm not, I'm not a salesman. I'm not a wine guy. I'm a storyteller. I just tell great stories that you know, guys like Jay that helped me understand the philosophy over there and helped me put me down the right path. And now what's going on, it's, it's amazing what's going on with Israeli wines in the world. How, how, the how are we doing? How's our report card for people like myself who try to influence those out there to buy more and more Israeli wine? Are we making progress in that area? Thank God. Yes. 100%. The wines are growing. The wines are getting better ratings and getting better scores. And, and people are starting to understand that, hey, listen, Israel's a real deal player. They're, they're ready to go. They understand what's going on out there. And they're, and they're making great wines. Is the, Jay, is the importing um, process easier now than 10 or 20 years ago because of technology, etc., or it's basically the not, same as it's always been? Not really. It's, it's, 
it, it's easier in terms of logistics sometimes, you know, trucking and so on. But the government is still heavily involved in labeling and uh, all kinds of things like that. And um, so those those challenges are still there. But because we're so experienced at it, I guess from that respect, perhaps right. it's a little bit easier. Josh, do you get what I'm sure Jay used to always get when uh, speaking about Israeli wines? Uh, sometimes a uh, a raised eyebrow or some eye rolls, people thinking there's no way in the world that good wines come from Israel, and then they discover how wrong they were. Well, I'll give you I'll give you a great success story for the for the Please. leaders. Thank you. So, uh, two weeks ago, I spent an entire week in Arkansas. <laughs> okay, non kosher, non Jewish community, and I was selling the wine as wine. This was just a great wine from from Israel. Uh, I got a picture yesterday, actually, on my phone from the rep that we left over there. 30-case display on the floor, stacked up, no mention of the word kosher, no mention of anything, just 30 cases of Israeli wine stacked on the floor being sold as wine in well, Arkansas. All they had to do was what? Taste it and evaluate it for themselves? That's it. They liked it. It was a good wine at a good price, and they, they put it on the floor, and that just shows if, if Arkansas or anywhere else in the world or the country can handle this. It's, it's just good wine. It's being sold as wine. Where can we find Castell? Anywhere obscure at this point? Or, no, we're, or we're working on that? No, Castell is probably one of the brands. I, uh, I was in, uh, out west in uh, L.A. a couple weeks back, and they have fine wine rooms in a lot of these shops in the back of the room. Not necessarily, you don't always find some kosher wine. It's a non-kosher wine shop. And in that fine wine room, you see Castell lying down next to wineries like Castell and Yatir and Flum. And Castell has been around for so long in this community that they're positioning it now as a fine wine, 94-point Parker wine in the back wine rooms of these wine shops. Pretty amazing. Amazing. It's a an unbelievable success story. Jay, you think about it when we started doing these conversations, how different things are today, huh? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, twenty five years ago, when we I, 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 maybe I shouldn't give that away, but you know, shows my age. But twenty five years ago, when we started this, there was just a fraction of of the wines that we had, and it was impossible so, to convince people of the quality, and it, it was, yeah, some, it was yeah. sometimes impossible to get them to taste it and try it. They were so skeptical. <laughs> I, I remember just uh, even just a year ago, Josh has a video of a tasting he did in Albany or Syracuse or one of those places, and the lady from a really fine restaurant comes over and she says, she turns you know, after she he serves her, she turns around, and she goes, "Whoa, wait a minute, this is really good wine." <laughs> and Josh says to her, "What did you expect?" And she said, "Well, Israeli kosher. <laughs> I thought it would be bathtub wine, you know." One of my favorite and she goes, lines. And, and then he says to her, "Well." Is it good enough to put on your restaurant and on your list? She goes, yeah, immediately. So, yeah, it's been a big sea change. Uh, thank God Ilana and, and their dad have been you know, at the forefront of, of bringing that kind of quality to the fine wine consumer and to the wine consumer in general, and, and we're very grateful to her, and we hope we'll be able to, you know, carry that torch. I'm glad you stopped by because now I understand the role that you and your family have had as pioneers in this whole thing, which is pretty cool. Thank a, you a for real, having me. A real history lesson. Thank you, Ilana Benzakan. And you. best regards to your father and the entire family. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Josh, I regret that you weren't here for more of the conversation, but I invite you back because it sounds like you have some great things to tell us about this whole industry. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Great, great things going on out there with Israel and, uh, you know, just thank you to all the supporters out there for buying Israeli wine. Where's your next trip in the United States? Which obscure state? Obscure state. <laughs> Where will we try to sell Israeli wines? <laughs> I'm hanging out local for the next week or so, but then I'm, the, the summer I'm all over the map. I'll be in Colorado. I'll be in California. I'll be, I'm working the whole, the whole country, which well, is good.
keep spreading the word. As I, as I said, we try to do our part, and you're obviously doing your part. Jay, a big yeshikach to you. Thanks so much for uh, introducing these people to us. And we, as got, you, we got a shout-out for, uh, for the Tuesday night dinner. We certainly do. On Tuesday night, as many of you know, at the Nobo Grill. And how delicious is that going to be, Jay? Um, you know, I, w- I went over the menu with Joshua yesterday. Not just Joshua, the chef. At Nobo. People will flip out. If you are uh, in a position to join us, uh, FJB has been instrumental, as many of you know, in supporting our Jewish Unity Initiative. And there is an incredible event at Nobo on Tuesday night, the day after Memorial Day, uh, which will be a a 10-course meal with 10 unbelievable wines. You, Jay Booksbaum, and Simon Jacob, and our wonderful friends of the Herzog Wine Cellars, and the Herzog family, I should say, have been instrumental when it comes to the wine end. And you are guaranteeing people that if they have any affinity toward wine, they are going to have a very nice night on Tuesday night. Amazing night. Amazing night. All right. So everybody out there, if you need information, contact me. You can email me. I will let you know exactly how to participate, and your support will be welcome. Jay, thanks so much. Enjoy Cincinnati. I certainly will. Bad, bad air quality and all. <laughs> Enjoy Cincinnati and sell some great kosher wine. More coming up. Another intriguing conversation about the world of Israeli wine for you right here at JM in the AM.